0: Ah. Works on multiple
1: levels.
2: <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Bree and Friends, a podcast about nothing and everything. I'm your host, Bree Simmons. This week, uh, I brought in three lovely people. One you already know, uh, Dante Tumanello. And the other two are Peter Cahy of Comic Potluck, another great podcast, and his wife, Mary Cahy. And they're both really good friends of ours. And we just wanted to, uh, well, I watched the Netflix documentary, The Rachel Divide. Um, It's about Rachel Dolezal. If you're not sure who she is, she's the white woman who says she is transracial and is actually a black woman. So she's been living the past five or six years of her life as a black woman. And I wanted to get different perspectives on the subject, so I sat down with these three. um, And we're going to discuss our thoughts. Hope you enjoy. Hi, and welcome back to Bree and Friends. Um, This week, we watched... (laughs) We watched a uh, documentary... Called the Rachel Divide on everyone's favorite woman, Rachel Dolezal. I
0: believe it's Dolezal.
2: Dolezal.
1: No, it's N-G... Fuck. (laughs) M'baku. N-G... N-G? N-G? I forget already. KG. Right, and it was like K-G-B, but slightly different.
2: K-G-B. Oh okay. KNG. and G. That's what it is. From, <laughs> okay. from there's a store in Chicago that sells like really nice suits. Really nice suits. At a fraction of the cost called K and G.
1: Oh, <laughs> Two suits right. for
2: 99, 99. K KNG. G. Anyway, if you haven't heard already, uh, I have three special guests Ooh. today. Hey. One you heard from last week. We got El Dante.
3: Hello.
1: (laughs) Hi.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We we got Peter here from another great podcast, Comic Potluck.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: (laughs) And Mayor Bear. Her name's Mary. (laughs) Hey, Bree can call me whatever she wants because (laughs) I love her. (laughs) Oh,
2: it's great my second time watching this documentary and i'm glad i gave it a second watch because my feelings on it beforehand were indifferent like i didn't care too much not before watching it at all yeah Mm -hmm. not that i care like a lot now but (laughs) i'm not making it my life's mission i mean mission to out her or whatever but I was just indifferent. And then after watching it the first time, I felt very sympathetic. And then after watching it now and rehearing some of the you know, other stories, I'm like, ah, oh. she's got good intentions. It's just not, she's doing it wrong. I don't know, yeah. it's a weird situation. But I thought it would be nice to get different perspectives. From, you know, various black and white people. <laughs> you got me. Hi, I'm black. Um, and a woman. Got Dante here, who is a white male. You I'll got... be
3: doing the least amount of talking.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> got Peter, who's a black male. He's biracial, actually.
1: This is true.
2: So, I mean, that's we're double dipping there. Oh. And then Mary, who's a white woman. So I mean and also I don't wanna to get too political and be like these aren't terms that define us but you know what I mean. But it's, they are though. <laughs> it's you know. Um so I'm like, you know, why not get everyone here? Because I know my view on it as a black woman, but it would be I'm very interested to hear all of your takes on this. And I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go last. I'm probably gonna jump in here and there, but I'm going to go last overall with my thoughts cuz I just want to hear everyone's and sort of take it all in cuz you know, I don't know, I've just been doing a lot of listening from the people on there. Um you know, I should give an overview though. So, if you don't know who Rachel Dole, how do you say it again? Dole's- Dole, Dolejal, all. Shaw. Shaw. Dole Shaw. Um she was born into this world as a white woman or girl, I guess. You're not a woman when you're born.
0: (laughs) She was a baby.
2: A white baby. And as she grew, she's like, you know what? I don't think I'm white. I see myself more as a black woman. And so Rachel morphed and changed. And before you knew it, honest to goodness, when I first saw the girl, I thought she was just a light-skinned black chick or mixed or something, you know? Yeah. Threw me off. I didn't think anything of it, but then you look a little closer and you're like, oh, I guess like, I don't know how she gets her skin that dark. Maybe she tans often. Um, God bless her. (laughs) Um, And the hair though, I'll comment more on that. Like I just saw a meme (laughs) that said Rachel Dolezal knows black hair and it's just a bunch of uh, her various black hairstyles and they're all beautiful. Like, wonderful wigs beautiful pieces the girl knows how to braid hair she knows how to do micro braids guys and that takes a lot of time like if you have a full head of hair like myself micro braids can take like eight to twelve hours and this woman perseveres gets her bills paid by braiding folks hair and i want to know how much she charges because it looks like she does a goddamn good job she even does them on herself so i don't agree with the technique that she uses to take them down but that's another story um (laughs) That's my overall view. The girl could braid some hair. Um, I don't know. I again I'll jump in and out, but she yeah, she was born white, identifies as black, and her whole story is just a little a lot of bit actually tragic. She grew up in a very toxic household and her parents were abusive, like mentally and physically, um, to her and her adopted brothers and sisters who were like way younger than her. um. So she later takes in, I think, both, actually. I don't know about the, it looked like the youngest boy What was his name, Ezra. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she took him in. I don't know their relationship. Um, But I think Esther, was that the girl? Mm-hmm. Esther and it's either Isaac or Isaiah. I'm horrible with names. So
0: Isaiah, I believe, was the brother that she later adopted as his son. Yes, yes, yes.
2: Yeah. Um, But the girl, Esther, she just still uh, claims her as her sister. But um, they were both really uh, horribly abused. And the sister, not Ezra, Esther, Esther was sexually abused um, by the older brother, Rachel's biological older brother. And so was Rachel. And... What I found funny is that her parents outed her during the time that she was supposed to go and testify against James. And that's when everyone was like, well, we're throwing this case out. How can we believe her? And, you know, there was that media frenzy and her parents were spreading not complete lies because she's white, but it was just malicious, and they denied anything that Rachel was talking about and just called her crazy and was like, well, we just want to get her help and blah, blah, blah. And that's what I found deplorable, that, you know, I it, it wasn't done the right I feel like they didn't give a shit until that happened. And um, Esther even said that when she went to her adopt parents and said, hey, James is molesting me, or, well, she didn't say molesting. She said she was touching me. And she didn't know if that was okay or not, and they're like, "Nope, you're lying and punished her for it. So I mean, these everyone in that household needs therapy. <laughs> Horribly. And then Rachel's kid, she has two sons. Well, yeah, because she adopted her brother, but um, she had a baby, too, and we don't really know much. He was just born, so but her he's like 12 or 13, I think. Franklin, Franklin. And this poor boy, I don't know if it was, like, all the cameras around, so he was just acting a different way, but from what I saw, he is just miserable. And already, like, 13 is an awkward age anyway. You're going to be socially awkward. But his was just, like, seeping through the poor boy. Like, I felt horrible for him, and I hope he does get help. And people are threatening her and the kids, and the kids are receiving backlash, and they didn't do anything, really. And... People were giving her shit talking about her black sons, but they are black. And she has a right, I think, to be afraid for the things that could happen to them and the stuff she was fighting for. And I'm jumping around here. Um, But that's the other thing. She was the president of the NAACP chapter in her uh, neighborhood or town. And the whole thing started because they think that she was... uh, sending herself threatening letters, um, trying to get attention. And that's when they're like, hey, you're uh, not black, are you? And, you know, that's when that all started. But she didn't really do anything malicious. She was really helping the black community. And hell of an artist. But again, I'm jumping all around. Let's just get some opinions and we'll come right back to I I don't know. It's confusing. It's a confusing topic. What? We'll go down the line here. Dante. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs)
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah? What's your your opinion opinion on uh, Rachel here?
3: Overall or like... Well, I guess that.
2: Overall and the documentary.
3: Well, I mean, the documentary in a way was it was very very broad there was not it didn't feel very overly in depth granted i don't think that it could have been um especially you know given her sons and how they're handling it but um i think it was just i think the intent was good it was just misguided um
2: her intent or the document
3: uh sorry her intent
2: First thing I wrote down was think of the children because Franklin is breaking my heart. Like, oh, every yeah. time he was on camera, that poor boy. Like, I... He... We're gonna go to Peter on this one because I've never been a adolescent black boy, but that's gotta be a confusing time in general and then to have all this shit come out about your mom and... You know, he loves her. He wants to protect her. He respects that she wants to be, you know, identified as a black woman. He wants other people to respect it. But at the same time, he's like, can you just not for a little bit? And so we can have a normal life. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I would handle that as a parent or as that kid. So, Peter, how do you feel about about little Franklin and his... I don't
1: know. Just That's his whole thinking. deal? Yeah. Well, yeah, no. He's the one of the more sympathetic characters. Well, he's not a character, he's a person. In the documentary, just because everything is outside of his control. Like, absolutely everything. Like, all he can do is go to school and try to live. And he's having trouble doing that because of all the attention drawn to his mom. And it always seems to me that he keeps almost finding a place of, like equilibrium before she brings it back like after the initial storm like it was calming down and then the book happened and then it all came back and he was like why like you could see how upset he was of why are you still doing this can we just not talk about it anymore and maybe it goes away and then her defense was no you have to try to rebuild you can't just pretend it didn't happen but i think that those are actually two different things rebuilding or pretending it didn't happen because you can rebuild and also just move on at the same time, which I think actually we got to by the end of the documentary when she changed her name. That was her rebuilding yeah. and moving on. Um, yeah. It was also difficult because they also they didn't really talk about their father very much. Yeah. Yeah. Because they are separated and they have joint custody, which is one of the reasons why she's stuck in her hometown.
0: To clarify, it's just Franklin's father.
1: Yeah, not Isaiah. Um,
2: And the the, um, younger boy, too. Yeah, He had a different father. Yeah. That's mean they're both out, though. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's what's locking them down to that town. But... um, So I'm not sure how... The other thing too with her was that she said she used, not used, but she chose her black identity as another way to separate herself from her terrible white parents. And that seems to have set up some weird dichotomy in her head of like, either I'm this mistreated white woman or the strong black woman I want to be, and she can't be anything else. Like, if, like, if, because people want her to abandon the black identity and admit that she's white. And she thinks that if she admits that she has to completely default back to who she used to be, which is not the case. Mm -hmm. And also it was a very well made point when she was giving that talk in that auditorium by that uh, one woman in the stands that all the things that she did were very well, uh, very good for the community, but they were also things she could have accomplished if she hadn't pretended to be black. Or mm-hmm. claim to be black. Like, it, the word age is If she'd difficult.
0: presented as white. If
1: she'd presented as white, yeah. Because she still has the two black sons. So, like, even that moment where they show her leading the die-in, and she's like, my two sons are here. Like, if she had done that and still been a white woman at the time, I think it still would have, I don't think that would have nullified the uh, message they were trying to send, either. And is, like
3: is it the way she also physically presented herself? That's the issue? like it what if she probably what if she just was the same, but just said, yes, I'm a white woman doing this. is that would that have been
1: like if she still had the, the great hair she but she said still she did was all the great
3: hair, she still had the tan, if you will.
1: but if she but then she said she was white instead? Yes, yes. I think so. I mean, all that would really take away from her is her ability to be president of the NAACP, but I think if she, had always presented as white, she still could have had a hand in the police oversight committee or still taken oh, part in death. Black Lives Matter events.
2: I think she could have still been president. Like, there are white members of the NAACP. I yeah. think they're just mad that the child lied.
1: Yeah, I think that <laughs> is the main thing. Like, if she yeah. hadn't lied, well, that is that is the crux of the whole documentary, is that she lied. Why are you lying? Um, but in her mind, she's not lying, is the other thing. That's
2: the thing, and... That's why I felt sympathetic when I first watched it, cause I'm like, you know, she's, she's got good intentions, and I think I was also still just like in shock over like the backlash her kids and her brother, well, her brother kid, her brother received. son, her son, <laughs> you sonher. know, cause I'm like, why are they giving them so much shit when they did not do anything but be born? You know,
1: mm, it's yeah. not their fault. Well, and... isn't that just all black people?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. And maybe it's because they're not denouncing her, maybe, like, not saying that she's wrong, I guess, that they're not well, getting, but at the same time, that's their mother, you yeah, know? Yeah,
1: but Isaiah was also like, I think I gotta go to Spain, <laughs> so.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm a go. You, uh... <laughs> I mean, I get that. You know, you they won't go
3: back. They're their own people, they have
2: to. Right, gotta go their own way.
1: Yeah, I'm sure when Franklin's old enough to go out on Franklin's his own, he is there. so out of there. But right. then once he's out of there, then she can be out of there too, because then the whole custody thing is not really an issue at that point.
2: I just, I don't know. Mm. I have very mixed feelings about Ms. DoLaJal. I said it right that time.
1: Dole-Jol. Dole-Jol. Uh, yep.
2: All right, Mary. Mar- Mary had a lot of opinions, and I'm very ready to hear them. As a white woman.
0: Well, okay, I I believe I said I have a lot of thoughts. Oh. Which is not exactly the same as opinions, although some of them are also opinions.
1: Yeah, hard to separate.
0: Okay, so I agree with Brie that the documentary made her a pretty sympathetic character, especially in light of her childhood Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: the abuses that she suffered at the hands of her parents and her older brother. Yeah, Uh, I mean, I, I think...
1: Oh, wait, was it that she could have done this good stuff as a white person? No. Never mind, then.
2: It would have got more attention,
0: unfortunately. So I I think that her... Oh, it was the dichotomy. Ah. So I think that you're right. I think that she... I think... Well, and, and Bree was right here, too. That I think she really needs a therapist. And I think that she needed one a long time ago. Yeah. Because of the child abuse she suffered and she she has in her mind i mean she she expressed this in her own words in the documentary that if she ch- wasn't the person she was presenting herself as as this black woman then she would go back to being this very conservatively raised mm-hmm. bible thumping white woman like her parents wanted her to be. And yeah, that's those are not the only two options in the world. You you can be white and not be the way her parents are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but but yeah, for for whatever reason, and I'm sure this is at least partly a result of the abuse, that's how she is viewing the world right now. And I think there's also this interesting layer that She has the one biological brother who abused her and her sister. But then the four adopted siblings are all black. Yeah. And so part of her identity, I don't know, travels, part of her journey was that she did not identify with her parents and her biological brother (laughs) because they were bad. Like, they were mean, they were abusive, they were violent. And she did identify and sympathize with her siblings of color. And so she, to to make herself more a part of their world and their identities, she sort of adopted this passion and love of and appreciation of african-american culture mm-hmm. and up to that point totally fine
2: mm-hmm. but
0: then she just took it a step too far when she claimed that she was black when yeah and especially and we didn't actually hear any of these stories but we heard people talk about her telling stories of black oppression that she had suffered and although she certainly suffered in her childhood, she did not suffer from black oppression. Yeah. And I think that that's when her behavior became really problematic, is when she was not only claiming to be black, which is a problem in and of itself, but also fabricating stories about her past.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll stop in a Barnes & Noble and find the book, cause I don't know if I want to buy it. But <laughs> she like, when they were talking, because it could just be misquoted, or they didn't get the whole thing, when she was when they were talking about how in the book she had a dream or something, or a oh. fantasy about being ta- about being a slave or something, mm-hmm. yeah, and Brawl being taken Africa. away, yeah, I'm like, okay let's pump the brakes there because feel like, what's the word I'm looking for? That,
0: that is no one's fantasy. It's like
2: glamorizing, I guess. It is, yeah. yeah. Slavery. And the black. What who was that comedian you were saying, pardon my language coming up here. Who was that comedian we were watching? Where he's like, Everybody wants to be a nigga but no one wants to be a nigger. Oh. Who was that guy? You know who I'm talking
3: about. Sounds like something Paul Mooney might yes. say. Yes,
2: that's what it was. Paul, <laughs> Paul Mooney. Mooney. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like something Paul Mooney would say. <laughs> that's how I feel with that. Like, she's not... Now that I've watched it again. She's not... She sort of is, though. Appropriating the culture, but not the same way. You know what I mean? Because she's saying she's black. And doing these black things. But... If she were, someone asked it earlier, like if she just were white and looked the same as she did coming up and still had the micro braids and the fun big curly wigs and all that, then it would be like, yeah, you're definitely appropriating the culture and she would probably receive a lot of backlash. So I, I agree with, she could have done a lot more, um, and I don't want to say that either because... Like Old Girl said in the documentary, there are tons of black women doing amazing things huh. for black people, and mm-hmm. it's just not as publicized. And that being said, though, I'm sure there are a ton of people like the guy they, who invited her to that horribly uh, planned summit or whatever it was conference where he said he identified he was uh, physically a black man, but identified as a white woman. Like, there has to be tons more people than if, you know what I mean? Where it's just not as out there. I'm not saying it makes it okay. Just saying it does sort of, I get what she's saying, where it's like, it opens up a thing about identity. And this isn't my final um, thought on it, but she brought up how I think she was just trying to take this from other people. To make herself sound a little more right when she's saying race is a social construct, because she definitely wasn't saying that before. Mm. I feel like. So, you know, so I? how are you going to be black? <laughs> but you're not because
0: race is a social construct. So what are you? Are Isn't you there
1: a... just one race, the human race?
0: To or... be fair, she did not say those words. No. So, I think the question of identity is a really interesting question. And in the documentary, they kind of compare her identifying as black with uh people who are transgendered. Mm-hmm. and I really they' I really feel like they're very different things because, and as she said, Race is a social construct, which in fact is true, but that's really not the point because to say that race is a social construct is not the same as saying race isn't real, mm-hmm. right? Like, because it is, it's very real. Just because we as a society created it and have these, you know, different categories and terminologies that are sort of arbitrary, they exist and they're very real and they have very real consequences. And so she... And in the documentary also, someone brought up, you know, that her being able to say, well, I'm a black woman is just another aspect of her white privilege because no black woman could say, you know what, I don't feel black, I feel white, and then present herself as a white woman. Oh, that no. It would not work the other way around.
2: I mean, it sure wouldn't.
0: So, <laughs> you know, even if that black man who was interviewing her, he may feel like a white woman, he he could become a woman. That's something he could choose to do. He cannot become white.
2: You can't change your lineage. You just can't.
0: So I...
3: But you still can't change your gender either, though, in reality. Well, you can. You cannot change your
0: biological sex, but you can change your gender.
3: Right, that's what I meant. Yes. yes. Right.
0: True. I mean, your DNA is not going to change, but you will present then, then, then differently. Then isn't it
3: all, if your DNA doesn't change, then in some cases people just say that it's all still just acting.
0: Mm. No, because, well, I don't want to get too deep into transgender issues because I feel like I'm very far from an expert on that. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. But I just, I think that her, I think her stance changed, even within the documentary, about how she personally identified and why it made sense to her. Mm -hmm. And I, again, I think it's because she is dealing with some personal trauma that has not been resolved. And she's still trying to grapple with how she feels and fits into the world. Yeah. And I really feel for her. Like I truly, truly sympathize. But she also really made some serious mistakes. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm, very much so.
0: I want to hope
2: she didn't send those letters herself, you know, for attention. Um,
3: she was her own. she She could have been her own undoing
2: well yeah and that like i would be suspicious of it only because she won't stay the hell off of social media Mm. after all of this back and then we watched the documentary so i can't complain much about that but then she had like cameras following her around but i think she's incognito yeah and like she's talking to a fucking news crew (laughs) going incognito i just want to lay low and uh still be an actress (laughs) Hey, channel seven you know like but i think she does it because she sort of said it where she's just trying to you know still have a place in society and i think she's also just trying to uh redeem herself but it's just not working like i think she just needs to fall off the face of the earth for a little bit. Just get off the grid Go for a while. Go to Mars.
0: That would make Franklin happy.
2: <laughs> Franklin needs it for the sake I, of the children. Please.
3: I mean, she's... Yeah, and with I mean, that she new baby, do... you
2: know, people are fucking crazy. You never know, like, people know where she lives. You but, know? I mean,
3: she doesn't need to do that. I mean, she's a, an amazing artist and... <gasps> that she's do. a
0: fantastic artist.
3: And, and she can do the hair amazingly well, mm-hmm. too. And she can knit. It's like... You don't Etsy really need to be Etsy is all there. she needs.
0: Like, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't even have to use her real name on Etsy. That's
2: what I'm saying. Like, she can use a P.O. box, so then no one will know her actual address. Mm-hmm. Use that new nifty name she's got. <laughs> but, I don't know, I keep coming back to the kids, because I'm just very worried about them. <laughs> like, it's not. it's not cool. Like, you have crazies out here now. Like, you never know.
0: Someone could, like, break in or... And and people on social media were threatening her newborn child. Yeah, that's what I mean. She's cool. super messed up,
2: and it doesn't help. Like I don't know these dudes who she procreated with. Um, the first guy she explained, I forgot. What she was married. Was. He was abusive. That's fucked. Um, but this new guy that also seems Rachel just needs a do over. Like she needs to really seek some professional help and like because these guys that she was attracting that's not good either but you know look where she grew up that's kind of all she knows yeah so I don't know I feel for it but at the same time I'm like you gotta stop Rachel you gotta go just please leave or, there's nothing else we can do for you <laughs> like she keeps trying to come back in and redeem herself and it's just bad it's not a it's not a good look, like, especially as a parent, like you got all these other things to worry about with your kids and you're adding so much more drama and trauma to their lives. They already have an absent parent mm-hmm. and now they got all this media attention. Now they're in a documentary and uh, poor Franklin. He just sounded like, like He's he wasn't it. even there, <laughs> you know, my mom. Can you not go out today? Just afraid you just, you'll
1: say something and people will throw it back in your face.
2: You know, can you just have a little bit of common sense? No, all right. Okay, mom.
1: I'm just like, oh, you'll get a birthday someday, Eeyore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Poor Frankie. Um, What other notes did I write here? Uh, this is just a lot to unpack here. We already talked about that. Oh! The co-author of said book was a white guy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you're really trying to push across the point that you are a black woman, talk about your black woman experience, you don't have a very white man co-author a book. (laughs) About being black and a black experience.
3: Maybe you don't. She probably couldn't get anyone else to work with her.
2: Probably not. I mean, she had her one friend who told her to move to Mars. It was very helpful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, no one likes you anyway, so I mean.
1: let fucking move to Mars.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, that was my two minutes on TV. See you later, Rachel.
1: <laughs>
2: Best friends. <laughs> um, That didn't help. I didn't know he was a co-author until I watched it again now. I didn't pay attention to who he was the first time I watched it. But now I'm like, no, Rachel, no. Yeah. No, no. And she can't keep getting like, I think maybe she might be a little delusional because she can't keep thinking that she goes on these TV shows and they're going to have mercy on her, you know? Yeah. Like, that was pretty. the media is still the media. They're going to take a story and spin it in a way that's going to be entertaining they're not going to sit there and be like you know what rachel you're right that's not going to get it'll get ratings but it won't be good for them because people will be like hey fuck good morning america or whatever <laughs> she was on you know and you notice they were only reading like the negative comments or questions mm-hmm. towards her and i'm sure there were some positive ones there had to be not everyone hates this woman Well
1: no we had that one woman in the parade run up and go i've been your biggest fan for years i've go. been supporting you and she's like oh thanks i'm writing a book
2: Check it out. Keeping it low-key. 800 and something people who got it. 546. That number,
1: that had to hurt.
3: You know,
2: it sold a little. She got some residuals from Amazon, I bet.
1: And she can still do hair, so.
2: Seriously. I
3: mean, not enough to live off of.
2: Can't she, though? She's doing it, though. (laughs) No, 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 I'm
3: talking about the books. Uh Oh. Okay. Yeah, no, the hair she
2: could. She could do two heads today, and that's rent. (laughs) I should know I've been giving... Petition's my money (laughs) since like 1999. I've played, I've paid plenty of life bills probably. And we'll pay it. That's why her business isn't hurting. I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. It doesn't matter how bad the economy is. That crash, like 2008, women were still fucking getting their hair done and nails. That is, those are the two things you can count on black women to never not do. I mean, (laughs) wait.
1: To always do? Yes. Mm, t- Plus,
0: Our hair and apparently, even with all do the work. scandal and the interview and the hate, she did not lose a single hair client. That is. She not one. her chair. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> wow.
3: That's pretty amazing.
2: I bought the hair. <laughs> <laughs> <you just> <laughs> <her.
3: laughs>
2: she just pissed off while of they're doing it. There's like 50% of women who don't like their beauticians. I didn't like a lot of the people who did my hair, but they were good at it. So I'm like, here, I guess. (laughs) You have an attitude, but I guess you can braid.
1: Take my money. Don't talk to me.
2: For real. (laughs) That takes a long time, too. Her poor back while she was pregnant, too. You got to give Rachel that. Like, maybe she didn't have the full black experience, but
1: she definitely
3: appreciates the culture. But she
2: also, really does. Honest
1: concern for your black children, even if one of them's your adopted brother, is real no yeah, matter real. what you are. It's very not like, real. It's not like because you are, in fact, actually white, they are in any less danger of just being black boys. Right. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Exactly. I don't have kids. But I always say, like, you know, there's a good chance with the way my life's going out, they'll probably be mixed. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, Physically, though, they're just going to look like black kids. Probably. Like, probably they could be like two shades lighter than me. Oh, they're black. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, there are a lot of other things. I'm a lot of other things. Mostly black. But a lot of other things. And it's like, what is being black in America? But that's another episode. Or I guess it could be tied to this. Cause
0: yeah, I mean, it's kind of this she- episode. <laughs> <laughs>
2: She's black, apparently, in America. Well, she
0: feels black. She, I feel statements. These these are her words, by the way. (laughs) Talk to her therapist. I feel
1: (laughs) as though I am Lambeau.
2: I want to (laughs) know.
0: Therapy, therapy.
2: (laughs) I I need. Maybe I am going to go to Barnes and Noble. That'll be a field trip tomorrow.
0: You could also try your local library.
2: Yeah. Oh, we have to go to the library. My books are overdue. (laughs) 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 I forgot. They are due today. <laughs> I owe 30 cents. Is the
3: library open on Sunday out here?
2: It better be. Cause uh, they're due. I doubt it. Most
3: libraries we can, are closed a a drop. Sunday. They do have book drops. You still have to pay the shh, fine, though. Shh,
2: no, I don't. You know, the black in America thing, I'm really spitballing here. I didn't think too much about this, but I really didn't think too much about it until uh, like a couple years ago because... You know, shit's always been hitting the fan with black people here in the U.S. of A., but it's just become more apparent because social media. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, people really hate us mm-hmm. for no damn reason. Mm-hmm. And so I get, like, again, when I first we, watched we, we it... We don't hate you,
3: Brie. Thanks. <laughs> we don't hate you.
2: I love you. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, When I first watched the documentary... The girl who kept stealing the mic at the conference. (laughs) I was like, I haven't had any of those things happen to me. I haven't been discriminated against in stores. I could have been in school. I don't know if I got in school because of affirmative action. Who knows? It's not like they put it on the... That's not exactly (laughs)
0: discrimination.
2: No. Maybe the opposite. A little bit. You're saying you don't think
3: you've ever benefited from it either, though.
2: Yeah. And... You know, I've never had the quote black experience until like, <clears throat> but he was like insane. Some crazy homeless dude outside a guitar center called me, nigger. And I was like, oh. like I was pissed because I'm like, how the fuck? I'm just on lunch, bopping around. And I'd never been called it before. So I'm like, oh, okay. But then I'm like, what am I going to do? He's insane. Like he was clearly out of it. It doesn't make it any better. And I think he was just doing it to get a rise out of me. And I think I'm saying that to say, at first, I was like, she's being a bit too much. Like, that's not everyone's black experience. But that doesn't really diminish it, you know? And that made me think, like, does she think that being black means you have to go through that stuff? Or maybe you just have to sympathize with it and know that it happens. Because, I mean, if we're basing it off that, none of that's happened to me. So am I black?
1: Yeah, all of that is really dependent on the ability to define what black is is well,
0: which is that, hard that was the question she was speaking to mm-hmm. at that conference because she had said to rachel you can't call yourself black because you have not had the experience and gone through the initiation that makes you black in america and rachel said well what would that be like what does that mean to you and that's when she was listing all of those experiences mm-hmm. But you're right, not all black people in America experience those particular discriminations in their lives. Right. But I think, and stop me if I'm speaking out of turn, but from conversations with Peter that I've had before, I think part of the black experience also has to do with the very real fear mm-hmm. that you could suffer any of those discriminations just at any time through no fault of your own.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, because similar, I'm on Breeze page. I never really had the classic black experience that they talked about in the documentary. The town that Mary and I grew up in was very much frozen in the 60s and 70s. Such and was lovely hippies. Very <sighs> inclusive, and just there's tie dye oh. everywhere. Um, so, like, I didn't have a lot of those problems when I was growing up. Um, And even in college, like, I went to another college town that was still almost a bigger version of my hometown, and it was like, oh, everything's fine and dandy. And, like, uh, just from the news is where I learned. And then my parents also had to tell me, like, don't do any crimes, you'll die. And then uh, (laughs) I've only been pulled over once, and Mary was there, and I was pretty sure I was going to die. But Mary was recording the whole time. So Mm -hmm. if I had, there would have been proof, so that would have been fine. Uh,
0: It would still not have been fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, not okay, but
1: but also, we just got a new car and uh, Mary went to go get it. So, since she was the only one there, she was the only one written down as the owner. Um... And uh, I was like, okay, can we change that so I'm also part of the owner? She was like, why? I own my other car without you. Why does this one have to be owned? And I was like, can we just do it? And she was like, okay, fine. So, like, we both went to the bank to like pay the fee to like get my name on the record and on the way out I was finally like, okay so the reason why I wanted to be listed as owner is in case I was driving it and got pulled over and me not being listed as owner was a reason for them to think I stole it and get shot. So like, it is something you always think about.
0: I hate that you have to think about that.
1: Also because I can't be like, never mind, I'm white. It's true. Yeah. I think it's uh, right after (laughs) Dave Chappelle. Uh, right after Trump won the election and Chappelle was hosting SNL and I think he said if I had the choice to not be black, I'd be out the game at that point. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I feel like if we could just jump over for a second when it was, you know, convenient, people would. Didn't
0: he say his yeah. mother was white?
1: She is. Who Chappelle? Dave
0: Chappelle. He's
1: also yeah. from our hometown. He's from our hometown. Oh, we oh yeah. Around. Yeah. You've seen him around? Yeah, he used to come to my house a lot because his dad would do printing jobs with my dad's print shop.
0: I sold him and his kids oh, ice that's cream. That's
1: awesome. That's amazing.
0: Summer jazz. These are great stories. He holds. <laughs> a,
1: he calls Dave Chappelle's juke joints in our town every few years. He just Whoa! had one. And this past few weeks, he had one in our hometown. Jill Scott was there.
0: They're magical. Jill from Philly.
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
2: Oh my god. We're going <laughs> next time. There's one. We're all going. No. Around here, I don't know these were things.
1: No, the first one he threw, Erica Badu, was there. She was, she great. sure was,
0: she was fantastic.
1: <laughs> she took her wig off on stage, it was awesome.
0: Yes, <laughs> what a woman,
2: <laughs> Erica.
3: Can I tell you, I did not you see know, his she... whole like John Mayer thing going on. I was like, Well, this is awkward. John like, Mayer
2: what... can play. A
0: mean fucking blues guitar. No, that but I mean boy. Dave
3: Chappelle like, liking John Mayer. Like, Cause he's
0: I never good. pictured Call that. Because good. Mm. Yeah, apparently John Mayer, we're like way off topic, but John Mayer <laughs> bit, didn't even want, he never wanted to be a singer. He wanted to be a guitarist. He's better at that. And then he became a singer just because oh, that was the easiest way to get his guitar music out there. Oh, wow. For
1: him to say what he needed to say. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He also brought a really good harmonica player. I forget his name. (laughs) But he called him the Jimi Hendrix of harmonica, and it was no lie on that juke joint. We really got off topic. Truly
2: missing a treat here. (laughs) We'll come back to that. Um, What I was going to say is I had a similar, uh, well, not really, because the places we grew up, my, okay, so we all know about white flight when, Mm -hmm. like way back in the day, when the suburbs were being, uh, infiltrated by black folks (laughs) and they were like we out Mm. and then it became city like urban and that was called white flight because they're like blacks are in we're going out grew up in the suburbs of chicago like my entire life just suburb to suburb nothing but white folks and i didn't really care i didn't it didn't bother me any I never really experienced anything. I think the stuff I did was all really small and I didn't really think anything of it. I think the first one was during day camp and we had like a beach day outside or in the little backyard area of the day camp where we all got our towels and sat around a pla- that plastic pool. <laughs> Fun time. Beach
1: day. Yeah. So
2: I pulled out my towel. I remember it was like a nice seafoam green towel. I was like, oh, this is a bomb towel. i going to love it. And I sit my little four-year-old self down. And then these two little white girls, they were like, Brianna, you can't sit with us because you're black. And I was like, all right. Uh-uh. And then I just walked off because I'm like, uh-uh. oh, well, okay. Well, if that's the rules, mm. I'll just go over here. It didn't really bother me. And I think it was like years later, I thought about it. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Who, <laughs> oh, are you still here? <laughs> Boy, you're slow.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought about it. I'm like, oh, those girls were like. Mini racists. Little tiny racists. Little racist bitches.
3: <laughs> Fifteen years later, <laughs> you know, find
2: hey. them. Hey, fuck your town.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I I mean, most of my friends were because again, that's what I had. I mean, I didn't care. I still don't really care.
3: But you were there. Hey, I have a black friend. Seriously,
2: I've had to many of my white friends. You know who you are. On things they just ought not have said to me. Mm -mm. And I just didn't want them to get shot later. Mm. And I'm like, you just keep that here. Don't ever say it again. That was ignorant. And we're going to let it pass. And we're doing well now. People who will remain nameless. But, yeah, I, I didn't have any of that. Very suburban areas. And it wasn't. And I knew about it just because it was actually taught. A lot in my schools, surprisingly, like about racism and discrimination and all that. And and again, you have the let's all turn around and look at the one black girl in class while we talk about <laughs> slavery and MLK. Um, and that so has I wasn't to be like, oh really
1: well, yeah, you like, always got the what do you think? And by you, I mean Africa.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I am Africa. So.
1: <laughs> well, since I am in fact Africa.
2: Um. Yeah, I just never really thought about it until I got way older and rewatched a lot of things. And I'm like, this was not that long ago. This is horrible. Because when you're like three or four years old and you hear about something happening in 1960, you're like, oh, wow. That was a thousand years ago. Right? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wait. Things are better now. That was like my grandparents. Right? My parents were like two years old. So it's, yeah, it, it it hits you harder when you're older and then I'm like people just straight up don't like us if you haven't done something a little bit more political and black lives matter like on Facebook and I'm like no I'm not gonna shut up now I have a lot to talk about and you're all gonna hear it and thankfully I haven't had a one friend be that one person be like um actually all (laughs) lives matter and if you are that one friend you can go fuck yourself right now what about black on black crime
1: (laughs) (laughs) did I do that
2: (laughs) Ooh, wee.
0: I'm getting off topic. I'm about to rant on something. <laughs> it's not even related. In conclusion, about
1: Jaleel White, we
0: feel bad for Rachel, <laughs> and her heart was in the right place. But, but she again. done messed up. She, she did, and she won't stop. That's the thing.
2: Like, just take a seat.
0: Can't well, stop. You know what?
2: I haven't stop. seen her in a while. Maybe this documentary was the last of it. And I mean, um, she's
1: been out of the news cycle for well, a long time. Until this, that
3: is true. Yeah.
2: But, you know, I just, again, I just really feel for those children because, oh, they're going to need a lot of therapy.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't
2: know how someone can help them with that, you know? Yeah. Like, unless, Such a unique problem. Yeah. Like, how do you deal with something like that? Like, what do you <gasps> do <you> do?
3: <gasps> like that. Bless you.
2: Thank you. <laughs> oh, Rachel. Bless your heart but uh if you are listening how much do you charge for braids the world wants to know do you have like an Instagram or you advertise it um but also you should also if you haven't already be in
3: Washington in September seriously
2: <laughs> we are we can go find her <gasps> where's your girl in KG? No, no, I was gonna say Nikita <laughs> 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 um was that the only thing I was about the co author and then it like spiraled out? Yeah. The black experience, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Yep. I have not had the authentic black experience, but I heavily sympathize with it and it just baffles me. I don't want to get too into it because, again, that's another like hour and a half long, very special episode of Brian Friends. <laughs> the sitcoms. We're going to talk to you about race today, kids. What's race? You know, that sort of thing. Anyway. Well, it's a social construct. <laughs> So you're nothing. Nothing um,
1: means anything, and choices are meaningless.
2: The other, like I think, what got me was it's supposed to be French. Was all the shit that's happening now with uh, everything. I don't have to get into that. you know what's happening. everyone
1: knows what's happening
2: now. Um, but then when I took that little ancestry thing, I think I went through like stages where at first I'm like, oh wow, look, these are neat. Look at all these places I'm from, and then I was like, oh mm-hmm. something feel like something's missing and then i was pissed because i'm like how could that be missing and then i looked at it again and i'm like holy colonization oh. what
3: holy colonization what baby. was
2: happening <laughs> in my lineage how like 13 different fucking regions like almostly africa right on the coast because you know i'm american and
1: got here somehow like, somehow somehow <laughs>
2: We don't know, but that Western European and uh, <laughs> the thirteen percent Western European you are might have something to do with it. Maybe. And it just blows my mind how, like, the biggest percentage of African I am is only thirty three percent, and then the rest is just a whole mess of like not diminishing anything else. But it's like, what what is being black in America then, like? What percentage of you has to be black to be black? Is it just one drop? And then it's like, yep, you're black. Mm. You know? Well, I
1: She's mean, before somewhere. Ancestry, is pretty much if you were dark enough.
2: Right? But, you know. <laughs> so, like, I want to go back to being
0: ignorant. Like, I'm just black. <laughs> well, that, that makes me think of uh, Meghan Markle, who, of course, has oh, been all yeah. over the news lately for other reasons. But she, in an interview... Quite some time ago, she said that she, when she was a child, the first time she ever had to fill out a form that asked her to check a box for her race, she didn't know what to check because one parent was black and the other parent was white. And she asked her teacher, which one should I mark? Mm -hmm. And her teacher said, mark white because that's how you look. Wow. Ah. Hmm. Ah. Mm. But she mm. she said she couldn't. She said she couldn't do it because she felt like that was ignoring half of her family's history. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, I mean I think in day-to-day life because of the way that we treat race as a society, it really does boil down to the shade of your skin. Mm-hmm. And there's so many problems with that, but also it it leaves kind of a lot of room for ambiguity, which I think is why Rachel was able to pass as black for as long as she did for five years of her life. Mm-hmm everyone around her just woman. accepted her as a light-skinned black woman and yeah
3: didn't one of the uh then one of the newspaper reporters or a journalist uh black female journalist down here mentioned something bring that point up it's like she was living it for mm-hmm. those five years
0: yeah yeah that's I
3: mean, when they
1: brought up the whole rorschach imagery if yeah you looked for it you could see it yeah
2: See, I thought it was, too, because you know how I joke? I'm like, I can always tell when someone's just a little bit black, like Mariah Carey.
3: Yeah, but you also <laughs> yeah. got fooled by Michelle Wolf. I did.
2: And there's nothing she was. in there. It could be. She she, she should take an Ancestry test. <laughs> I want Michelle Wolf to take an Ancestry test. <sighs> wow. Man, you know what this just has taught me is like I need to do maybe like a three-part fucking series. It can't be three. I don't know. Being black in America is confusing.
3: Ken Burns is... did a ten-part series on jazz. So... <laughs> so I think you... Uh, I think we could. I think... Ten-part series on
2: being black in America. <laughs> I think that say... short. This has nothing to do with Rachel. This is just my black pride. What I will say... And what I've said before is a person like me and lots of other African Americans who before we had this great technology from Ancestry and 23andMe and all these other cool tests and kits and things, just like Mary said, well, I'm black. Look at me. You know, Mm -hmm. you never really questioned where from Africa you're from. And. It's like if you go there, it's not like, yeah, you're Nigerian or yeah, you're like, I'm from like that whole West Coast. So it's not like I can go back and be like, I'm home, guys. (laughs) You know, so I think it's great that we were brought here under horrible, horrible circumstances. And the people who made it like we created. This amazing culture that everyone wants a piece of apparently mm. you know well was, before
1: ancestry that's the reason why black was even and a terminology yeah is because we had nothing else to go on it's like you're mm-hmm. you're dark you're black too you're black so, we're black uh... people which is why every time it's like how come it's okay to have black pride but it's not okay to have white pride well, and... it's because you if you're generally if you're a white person white people here you know exactly where you came from like you're either italian or you're german or you're irish or you're english you know but if you were black in america you came on a ship and that's all you got
0: yeah i'm I'm gonna call out my parents a little bit because i know they'll (laughs) never hear this they're very into (sighs) genealogy
1: they made me take the ancestry test
0: mary's talking (laughs) they um they are super into genealogy and since we're very white that was oppression They have been able to trace back our lineage through dozens of generations Mm -hmm. and, you know, find documents for who crossed the ocean when and where exactly they came from and Mm -hmm. then find information about those families in their countries of origin. And just, you know, hundreds of years ago, they have found ancestors that they can trace a direct line from. I found
2: Dante's ancestors.
0: And When I uh, married Peter, they asked me, you know, they wanted to learn more about his family. And I said, well, you know, we we could trace it back a few generations. But, you know, eventually there's there's a line pretty big wall where you just really can't research any further. And they my dad especially was so sad. He was like, I mean, he understood, but he just couldn't. Except yeah was, was that, that, that was the answer Is
3: that something that just kind of how do I put this was that something that made him realize like how sad in a sense uh or just the lack lack of knowing where you're from is that what really hit your dad that like Peter and like just black people in America have that they just was that did that finally hit him?
0: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's quite possible that he'd never really thought about that particular aspect Mm -hmm. of the black experience before. Mm -hmm. And and then my parents asked if he would take a DNA test so that they could at least know (laughs) what areas he came from.
1: Two DNA tests.
0: Okay. He may have taken two.
2: Were they all? Were they the same?
1: They're pretty Dish. much the same. So, but like on my mom's side, I knew exactly where I was from. I knew the exact county in Ireland that my family was from. The white oh.
0: side. The wow. white side. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Which the DNA test totally confirmed.
1: Absolutely confirmed. So, like, I knew that was gonna be a thing. So, but yeah, my dad's side, not so much. Didn't know. Yeah man. No now. But.
2: I went in so what optimistic point? with ancestry.com. I'm like, I'm gonna find so much, and surprisingly. Because I think um, on my grandfather's side, there's just more... I was able to trace it back to like 1840-something, I think.
3: On your dad's side, right?
2: Yeah. My grandfather. Just his family, specifically. Like, the Shane's. And I was like, okay. So I found out some interesting, neat things about them. But again, it's only like 18-something. So just here, in the US. Like, I don't know where the western european or the irish or the british or any of that none of that has to do with that i know simmons is an english name so i mean that's something but there's tons of Simmonses.
3: but your mom's (laughs) name is and
2: mom's she's uh french yeah she is not french she might be who knows i might be Croom. yeah Croom is french so that's where the western is from or we might be german who knows (laughs) (laughs) like it's just that region but I went in thinking I was going to find so much and I did not. Like I found mostly just senses Um, and they all kind of pissed me off. Like one, I was, it was cool to see like what my great, great grandparents did and all that. Like my, there was a ton of musicians, which makes sense. A knitter was an occupation on there and I'm like. (laughs) Hi, yes. <laughs> me, musician and dinner.
0: These are your people, Bree. For real. Like, this all
2: <laughs> is making sense. I don't see anything wrong here. Um, But, I mean, that's as far as I got. And I found some of my uh, grandparents or my grandfather's, like, military papers and my great, great grandfather's military shit. And what pissed me off is, like, the way they describe people on there, like, they put your skin tone on there like skin tone like negro light-skinned and i was Mm. like okay Mm. all right tall bald just like things like that and i'm like so what does it say for like white folks does it say
0: like how do i it probably just says white
2: (laughs) yeah you know what i mean like why do they need this much description and yeah I just didn't like the terms Negro and mulatto all over the fucking Ooh, census. They used
3: mulatto?
1: Oof.
2: Yeah, I wow. mean...
3: Well, what year was this? Were these this was
0: was like like last something year? Something. Closer <laughs> to... <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs>
0: Closer to slavery, they had much more specific terms based on genealogy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... I couldn't tell you what all of them were, but you know, they had a specific term for someone who was half black and half white. And another term for someone who was a quarter black and three quarters white. And another term Quatsun. for someone who was an eighth black and seven eighths Ray. white. Right?
3: Yeah.
0: These are real words what? that used yeah. to be used regularly to describe human beings.
3: Archers used a few on, on Lana.
0: Really? Yeah. What? Yeah, the,
1: really?
3: what Peter well, just said. Archer
0: quadroon. is super fucked up, so. Yeah. <laughs> really?
3: Yeah.
1: You're right. Wow. He has said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about it until you just reminded me.
0: Wow. That did
1: come up on the show.
0: He just calls Lana a quadroon. Or I, think
1: so. I know he uses it openly. Is that
0: okay? I feel I don't gross know. just saying it.
1: I mean, I only know that word because of Lara. <laughs>
0: That's weird.
1: Yeah. It's because oh. she was talking about my future children. Oh. Dear. Oh. 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 oh.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow.
2: In conclusion.
1: How many times have we said "in conclusion"?
2: A lot, <laughs> well, at least three. <laughs> it's just that this is such a confusing topic. Not confusing, just very loaded, multifaceted. And yeah, my overall conclusion is being black in America, period, is very confusing. The older you get, like I was fancy free as a child and even right? a teenager, not a Karen. We're like, yeah, I'm black. I let some of my white friends make black jokes and I just, I will bring this up. This bothers me now. I don't talk to the girl anymore, but <laughs> there were like three black people in our marching band. I was one. Um, and there was this girl who played clarinet. She was a like, freshman at the time. And all of her little friends made up a chant that went, her name was not Shaniqua, by the way. Not even close to it. Huh. I won't say her name to protect it. But it was something like super simple. Like Sherry or something, you know? And they're like, hey, Shaniqua, go back to Africa. And we all laughed and laughed uh, and laughed. Uh, and I thought about it, and I'm like... Uh, and this girl was just shucking and a jive into it uh, while they were saying it. And I'm like... Uh, I hope she's more woke now uh, and realizes what they said. And I hope she went back to each and every one of them and told them what for. Because... That was uh, Orland Park, Illinois, guys. One of the white. What, what, what was your oh. reaction? What was your reaction? I just list. like I remember it vividly. Like when I said it, I just like put myself back into like looking across the field at it like what is happening? Like I wasn't as vocal as I am now. Like again, back then I'm just like, Okay. Well that's
0: happened. Right. You can't sit here because you're black. All right. I was it yeah. somewhere else. <laughs> like, oh, come on.
1: Yeah, definitely one of my friends told me I couldn't play Santa Claus because I would ruin kids' dreams. Wow. True story. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) First off, Santa's not real. (laughs) Super
0: fake, you guys.
1: (laughs) Spoiler
2: alert. Uh, Wow. Race. (laughs) Yay. But hey, on that uh, box of popcorn, it's super diverse. Not is that, that Jamie Foxx? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, man, I don't even know how to end this. I'm gonna have to bring this up again some other time. We'll have plenty of opportunities, I'm sure.
1: In conclusion, but
2: I will say, I think I kind of touched on this stuff when I was talking about Selma too, because I mm. think that film really—I finally watched it. I told you guys, oh. I can't, I can't do it again. I'm not watching it again. You never or have to watch well it again. Like okay. that fucked me up. Like this is horrible the stuff and he was so young back then like again when I hear about it when I'm like five or six I was like oh he was 30 something when he died wow yeah, that's old he as fuck. was old and I'm like I'm almost uh, yeah heading in that direction and he did so much in such a short amount of time and had all this pressure with everyone like depending on him to save black people all over America you know what I mean ooh anyway in conclusion (laughs) get Rachel and her children some help
0: maybe people
2: should just lay off of her professionals I'm not saying what she's doing is okay but I'm saying everyone ganging up on her is not really doing anything it's not you uh, know
3: it almost feels like it's fueling it
0: Yeah. it's just destroying her children's lives
2: yeah Yeah. think of little Franklin and the baby
3: oh and the new baby yeah. yeah
2: His middle name is Atticus, too. Atticus. His first name is Langston. Langston oh, that's, Atticus.
3: That's a very... Uh, Langston Atticus? That's, that's a very I white, want to southern say that look like a very
2: su- Langston Atticus. <laughs> <laughs> Just like my daddy before. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like, what's his name from True Blood? Bill. Bill. Suck it. <laughs> Suck it god damn it I hate him <laughs> and Sookie okay. fuck them all I was there for Lafayette anywho um, in conclusion thanks guys for listening in and thank you guys for watching the documentary and sharing your thoughts it was really insightful yeah thanks for, think for having us I we're all pretty much on yeah. the same page on it I think so
1: yeah yeah.
2: <clears throat> but it was just nice to hear it from because I'm like do I feel this way because I am an actual natural born black <laughs> woman <laughs> you know? <laughs> Ooh. Wow. All right. That was nah, a little bit.
1: therapy. They need some therapy. Therapy.
2: Seriously. Little Franklin and Langston. Group hug. I hope. Is it Isaiah or Isaac? Isaiah. Isaiah.
3: Okay. I hope he is fun in Spain. I
2: know. Maybe he
0: should just stay in Spain. Well, he kind of implied that he might. Yeah.
1: So that's a good. I mean, is that that easy to come back to America anyway?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> He is a citizen.
2: Everything's just Does that that matter? A bit. Uh, Yeah. uh, Mm. (laughs) See? Mm. Uh. (laughs) That was in this world. Anyway. Guys. (laughs) Keep shining. Keep smiling. Know that you can always count on me. For sure. (laughs) I don't know that one. That's what friends are for. It was just supposed to be inspirational because it sounded like really drab at the end, but like, you know, look up. <laughs> Black people, we're fucking amazing. Truth? Like, we've done some pretty amazing shit. Like I was saying before, we created a whole goddamn culture all by ourselves. And peanut butter. Peanut butter. You're mm. welcome. Peanut butter. <laughs> 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 that was good. <laughs> Ah, you're welcome for that. And the traffic light. <laughs> like, True. So true. So many things. So many things. And Kylie Jenner. You're welcome. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that was low. That was low. Okay, thanks for listening. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Thanks for tuning in to Brian friends gang to stay updated with the latest episodes every weekend, subscribe via SoundCloud and or Apple podcast at Brian friends. That's B R I ampersand friends to get some behind the scenes and fun little updates. Follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Links to all of that, including my personal and music pages, are in the description box. If you want to keep up with Peter and the rest of the gang, you can follow them at Comic Potluck. I'll have the link to their website and podcast in the description box as well. We'll keep on keeping on, and I will see you guys next week.